Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this at home. It's just really good. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 10, where we're going to be this morning and next week. I can't wait till we hear a, a bunch of people saying, hold on, I'm not there yet. Bring your Bibles with you, my friends. It's God's word that we need to carry around and be familiar with. Um, I've never seen it live, but I've seen it on pictures. It's a cathedral in Milan, Italy. And there's a, it's a great big temple, and there's three main doors to get into it. Three main doors. And each door has an inscription above it. On the left doorway is, is, is this inscription. It reads this. All that which pleases is but for a moment. That's on the left door side. I, th- I think I said the right, but that's on the left. Uh, above the right door is written this. All that which troubles is but for a moment. You get that? All that which pleases is just for a moment. All that which troubles is just for a moment. And then over the center door, it says this. That only what is important is eternal. I like that. I like that. And it made, uh, as I remembered that picture, it made me think of the reason we put up a, uh, an inscription, but it was, um, it was on a, a piece of paper about this long and it went over two double doors. And what it said was, well, there was a whole bunch of doors coming in and out of the church. But the main two doors where everybody came out throughout the week and mostly on Sunday even was these two doors right by the church office. So right above that, uh, we decided to put up a sign. And what it said on it was, welcome to the mission field. As you walked out the doors, okay, the sign said, welcome to the mission field. The sign kept disappearing. And we would make a new one, put it up with double-sided tape, you know, onto brick walls, um, brick walls like we have here someplace. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that sign kept disappearing. And finally, um, the guy who kept making it go away came in and talked to me. And he said, what do you have that sign up there for? It's not true. The mission field is in the church, not outside the church. And <laughs> I looked at him and I said, did you hear what you just said? He said, well, that's the truth, isn't it? The mission field is inside the church. And I said, no, no, it's out in that parking lot. It's out in this community. It's out in this world we're at. He says, well, I go through that door all the time, but I never go through it to be a missionary. And I said, well, that's what we're all supposed to be, missionaries. He said, no, I'm supposed to be a missionary inside this church. I said, okay, never changed. We, we kept putting up new signs. I'd go through the trash cans and see where he put them so I could get them. But he just didn't like it. The mission field, my friends, is where? Not in these four walls. Amen? It's outside. Um, I think it's a good reminder for us to have our hearts right um, to the doors that we open. The doors that we allow ourselves to go through as we think of ego a me and Jesus saying I am the door um, we need to understand that it's not only the the quality or the kind of 
door that we choose is, handles our life situations, but it's more importantly about our eternal destination. Jesus, you know, was not a popular guy at the time that he said this in John chapter 10. He was, um, he was um, not liked very well because of chapters 7, 8, and 9, if you want to read them and see how people were turning, I guess especially the religious leaders. So he was trying to explain to them who he was. And in the very first part of John, I want to read it to you. We're not, it's not on the wall. But um, it goes like this. Jesus says to them, Truly, truly, I want to say to you, whoever does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that person is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then he said this in chapter 6, or verse 6. This figure of speech that he used with them was simple. (laughs) the gospel is simple my friends but they didn't understand just like we don't understand many times I think one of the reasons that Jesus was such a popular person was because uh, Karen he was a great storyteller you know probably the best and um, he used the symbols of things of everyday life and would um, put uh, uh, profound meaning and truth and insight into those things um, Jesus let it know, unlike the people that he was talking to, he didn't use fear and deceit and corrosion. Cor- 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 oh, how do you say that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, he didn't coerce people to reach out to him and, um, and become their, his sheep uh, like the others that were around him did. The work he does, after all, is light. Remember, he says, I am the light of the world. We've looked at that and looked at him tell us that he is the vine and that he is the bread. And today we're going to look at he is the door. I believe, I believe in my heart of hearts that he shares these words in John chapter 10 to reassure his disciples, but also you and I today, that he is the true revelation of God. We don't have to go anyplace else. We don't have to go through a different door. He is it. He wants us to understand that there are people that are, um, even in our day, um, just fake religious people. They're more concerned about um, their own needs than they are the needs of the folks. Um, They're in it for the prophet, not to be a prophet of God. They're in it for the wrong reason. They exploit people, they... They follow the letter of the law and not the spiritual grace. We have that problem in the church today. Not too many people. Um, For example, in the United Methodist Church, when you go to conference, you don't see too many Bibles, but you see a lot of book of disciplines. Masu? Sad commentary. 
but that's the way it happens. Jesus is our door. And that's the door that we need to go through when we hear his voice of freedom and not the voice of bondage. Now, let me talk to you just real quick. In verse 6, he sees that the people around him don't understand. So he changes things. And look what he does in our scripture today. In our scripture today, if you look at it, um, um, it's John 10, 7, 8, uh, yeah, 7, 8, 9. Jesus said to them again, most, again, you hear it? Most assuredly, I say to you, I, ego eimi, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I, he says it again, ego eimi, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, they will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. My friends, this is the word of God for all of his people. You have, to, you have to pay close attention. You have to pay close attention to what Jesus just did. He made it so simple for you and I. He made it so simplistic for us to grab a hold of. But you have to understand what happened in the first six verses to get to the second uh, part of this uh, chapter, the 7 through 10, that takes us into chapter 11 where we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. He was the shepherd in the beginning of the first six verses. He was, he was talking about the shepherd. In, the, in those days, he was using illustrations that everybody around him would know. He was talking to them about how, how in the wintertime, um, shepherds would bring the sheep into the city, into a, a, a place where they all kept, there'd be 10 or 12 herds mixed together in somebody's house, and only one person had the key, the gatekeeper had the key, and then the shepherds would go in there, and out of all those sheep, only his sheep would follow him out and go to the pasture. And then he says in chapter 7, or chapter 10, verse 7, uh, 8, 9, and 10, he says, uh, guys, you're not catching it. Catching, let me tell you a little bit more. So he changes it from a, from a, um, a communal thing to being in the summertime, and the sheep are out with their shepherd, and they're out walking around and, and going to the great places where they need to go. I'm sure every shepherd had their, their route that they took every summer. And on that route, undoubtedly, because after year after year, they had little sheepfolds that they put up. In other words, they would get any kind of thorny bushes or whatever, rocks, make a, make a big square thing that they could take their sheep into at night. The only trouble ever was there wasn't a door on that. And the shepherd would lay down. There would be the door just wide enough for him to lay down. And, and if a sheep wanted to come in, they had to go over him. And if they wanted to go out, they had to go over him. Jesus says, that's who I am. Jesus says, <laughs> literally, he brings that protection to us. He says, I'm the door. Nobody can get past me. Nobody can get past me and you can't get out unless I let you. He says to us, we have that Direct access to God because he is the door and we never have to turn to anybody else. We don't have to go anyplace else to be protected, to go in and out and have pasture, to do what we need to do. He is going to be there. And, and I, I want to share with you, I, it's really hard for us today. I don't think many of us quite understand that. 
that he is the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the great shepherd. He is the one who wins over hell and death. How important is that for us to know? Well, I think it's extremely important. Um, too many times, probably, I, I think maybe three or four times in my, in my time of going to nursing homes, um, especially older ones, we'd go in, I'd be in a nursing home, and all of a sudden all the lights would go out and the fire, alarm, fire alarms would start going off, you know, and people would be panicking and screaming and yelling and saying, oh my, we're in trouble again, you know, and uh, whoever I was with, I'd make sure I'd get them out and then help the nurses get everybody else out. And as soon as we all got out, there was a sigh of relief. You know, everything was okay. I tell you, I think that's when we think about Jesus being the door, that's what happens to us. When our lives go crazy and we, we have sin going on or we're having struggles physically or spiritually or emotionally, the fire alarms go off. And we're looking for some place to go and unfortunately we go to the wrong places. And Jesus is there all the time saying, here I am, I will guide you out. I will get you out of this craziness that you're in. It's the good news of what Jesus is talking to you and I about. It's the grace that we speak of so much. Verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate. Whoever, whoever, I like that whoever. I like that whoever. Enters that gate through me will be saved. I like Eugene Peterson. He says, I am the door. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for. I like that, amen? See, for us, for, for the people who keep the law, there are, social things that don't allow you to come into certain things. They're academic things. Oh, let me tell you, we got time. Let me tell you a quick story. I, I, uh, I ate lunch with these same eight people for eight years almost every week. There were some weeks that we couldn't be together, but almost every week I ate with these eight people. One day I had to leave from the meeting that I was going to and go with Rolling Thunder on a ride that we were doing to Columbus. But I didn't want to miss breakfast with them because I had my collars on. You all know collars? I went in and sat down at the same chair I sat down every day, every day for years with those eight people. You know, not one of them looked up. Not one of them would, would even talk to me. I ordered breakfast and sat there and ate by myself the whole thing because I had my collars on. And socially, they didn't want to be associated with me because, after all, I was a gang member. Hmm? So I went back the next week and sat down, and they all started talking to me. I said, no, 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 no. You don't talk to me today. You didn't talk to me last week. Don't talk to me today. I'll tell you when you can talk to me. And I said, you're all social outcasts. <laughs> and two of them were my dear friends. They said, oh, come on, don't do that. I said, okay, but don't do that again. And they looked at me and they said, okay, don't wear your collars. In other words, they were going to do it again. Holy cow. When I first met Jesus, I was wearing more than just collars. Amen? 
doesn't matter how smart you are, what race you are, what economic class you're in. It doesn't matter about your religiosity. He says, I am the door. Anyone and everyone is available and needing to come in. It's, it's an opening door that's sufficient and guaranteed, my friends. Uh, I remember reading in the Reader's Digest, just to show you how we don't catch this. I remember reading in the Reader's Digest about um, a young girl that was, you could see she was frantic, everybody around. She was talking to everybody that came out of the stores, and her car was right by the, the road where, in a parking, and there was a car behind her and a car in front of her. It was a van in front of her. And um, this girl came to the car that pulled up behind her and said to the guy in it, and he said, she said, do you have a hammer in your car? And he said, no, I don't. And the guy that had the van up in front of her was walking out of the store, and um, he had a little carrying utility thing, and she said to him, do you have a hammer? And she said, yes. He said, yes, and she went and got it from him. He put his tool down, you know, got in there, got the hammer out, gave it to her. She went over and smashed her driver's side window out. Yeah, reached in and got her keys and said, okay, I'm good. Opened the door and took off. Gave the hammer back, you know. And the guy that had the toolbox went over and talked to the guy that was behind her and said, geez, it's too bad she didn't ask me. I'm a locksmith. <laughs> you know? And I just helped the guy get into his car. <laughs> so she said, that's the way that we want to self-diagnose, don't we? We want to take care of our own problems and not tell anybody about them. Jesus says, no, don't do that. Don't do that. There's no way we can take care of ourselves. No way we can find atonement other than through, through Jesus Christ. I, it's, write this scripture down, if you will. It's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. The Hebrew writer, she says to us, he is able because he knows our suffering. He knows our loneliness, our rejection, our pain. Um, whatever you've gone through, he has gone through it with you. And he is able to totally identify it with you. I believe. Are you ready for this? I believe the Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior, can take the mistakes that we make, you know, the doors that we go through that aren't good, and he can transform them into something good if we allow him. Romans 8.28. All we need to do, my friends, is open the right door. He says to us, ask, ask, and you shall be given what you need. Just real quick, let me share a couple stories with you. One day, a rich young ruler named Zacchaeus, a tax collector, uh, climbed a tree to see Jesus. And Jesus invited Zacchaeus home to have dinner with him. And you know what happened? The doors of the kingdom opened up for Zacchaeus that night. Things changed in his life. A demonic man who had had every door in life shut in his face um, approaches Jesus, and Jesus opens the door of life to him. It doesn't matter what you've been through. A Roman centurion, one of the oppressors of the people of that time, cries out to Jesus for healing for another friend of his his servant, and Jesus opens the door of healing for him. A thief, a thief nailed to a cross alongside Jesus, one who deserved what he was getting, cried out to Jesus and said, open the door for me to paradise, will you? And Jesus opened that door, the power that came from there. 
one night a Pharisee named Nicodemus came to Jesus and asked him about the, the door of life. And Christ helped him. Not right away. If you remember, he didn't respond well. But something happened because he came along and said, I'll help bury this friend of mine, this Savior. Contrast all that with the experiences of the many people like the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and inquires about the door but won't go through it. Won't go through it. He can't because there's a problem with the doorway that requires him to give up things in faith and trust God. Let me give you one more example of this for everybody. If you haven't read the story or ever heard the story, you should read it. It's a great story. One day a skinny young man, the son of a dairy farmer in North Carolina, came forward to see Christ at a revival meeting. He wasn't much in the community. He probably would not have passed anybody's eligibility test to become who he was. Matter of fact, he got up out of that tent meeting the next night to leave because he didn't think anything was going on for him. And one of the ushers got him and said, don't leave yet. Hang around. And Billy Graham started his ministry that night and has opened the door to more people than we can ever begin to imagine. That's what we're supposed to do. E. Stanley Jones, the great theologian, said, In Jesus, everything is an opportunity. Everything is an open door when we are in him. For anything that has ever happened to us can be turned into that open door. If the worst thing that happens, you know, the sin in our lives, happens to us, God can even use that as an open door. For our very sin should drive us to the Redeemer, the Ego Amy that says, I am the door. I can't tell you how critically important it is that you and I open the right door. We open the right door. There's many doors knocking at our hearts, but our Lord says there's only one door that's really good. Throw that other picture up there. Will you? That one right there. <laughs> you know that picture? Holman Hunt. Holman Hunt. Christ knocking at the door. Christ is knocking at your heart's door every day of your life, every moment of your life. The, the reality of it is, is, if you listen to Revelation 3.20, it's in the aorist, um, pluperfect tense, and that means he's knocking once, and he's continuing to knock until you open the door. And if you look at it, there's no handle on the outside for him to, to do that. We have to open it from the inside. He's not going to make us do it. He's not going to coerce us into doing it. He's not going to give us no, sh- no choice. We have a choice whether to open the door up or not. And I'm afraid that many of us haven't opened the door. We don't quite understand that it's that simplistic, that there's things that we need to do. All those examples I gave you, those are people that were doing what they thought they needed to do to get into heaven. And Jesus said, no, I'm the door. If you don't know that today, then today's the time to hear that knock coming and say, okay, Lord, here I am. And if you listen to it, he does something really strange. In Revelation 3.20, he says, if you open that door, I'll come in and have dinner with you. 
And that's what we want, isn't it? Life changes, my friends, when we sit down to dinner with Christ. Amen? Let's pray together. God, it's a simple thing. We understand that. And we hear you saying that to us, how simple it is for us, for us to make the right choice right now, to open the door that is right there in front of us, always has been, always will be. Help us to, to hear you knocking today on our heart's door and help us to open it right now and accept you as our Lord and Savior. What a blessing that would be this Mother's Day, any day. Help us, help us, we pray, to understand how important it is. How important it is to hear you simply say to us, come. If you want to have life more abundantly, come. I am the dead door. Amen. God, we pray this in your son's name today. Amen.